0: I'm just getting all my stuff put up here on the desk so it doesn't flap around.
1: <laughs> okay. Just put my
0: junk on my desk here.
1: <laughs> 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 Let me make sure it doesn't flap all around.
0: <laughs> Stuff's flapping today. Due to the mature content of this program, listener's discretion is advised.
1: thanks for tuning back into the depth of darkness the podcast that dives deep into all things dark and wrong in this world we're your hosts i'm mandy
0: and i'm retired major hugh Jess, coming at you in your face
1: (laughs) i was really anticipating at that time (laughs) And I can't control my giggles, I'm sorry. Okay, (laughs) starting now. Thanks for tuning back in, everybody. Welcome back. So, today we're going on to part two of hauntings in Illinois. Illinois hauntings, four of the most haunted places in Illinois. Illinois is full of it, so we wanted to continue it. There will probably be more to come just for Illinois alone. Most states have a plethora of haunted places to... Discover so, and Illinois has got many good ones. So today we're going to be discussing four more of the most haunted places. Starting off with Hugh, take it away, Hugh.
0: How you doing, everybody? <laughs> okay. Dateline, Oak Brook, Illinois. For teenagers growing up late 60s, early 70s, it was a rite of passage in a way to sneak onto the grounds of the Mays Lake Peabody Estate find the glass coffin containing the body of Francis Stuyvesant Peabody and grow some hair on their chest. (laughs) I hope that wasn't true about the girls back then. I don't know. I uh, thought you were going
1: to say grow hair on something else, so I'm glad they said chest.
0: (laughs) Well, I, you know. (laughs) Now, this is uh, from mysuburbanlife.com, and most excellent website, by the way. Most excellent. it, It is an article on Peabody's tomb. Which is a very famous haunted place. Uh, And I will give you a personal story at the end of this little article. Okay. Back to it. David Rice, executive director at the Mays Lake Estate, grew up in Glen Ellen and went to high school there. Which means he went to Glenbard West, if I'm not mistaken. During a time when kids always wanted to sneak over to the estate, which was a Franciscan monastery retreat center at the time and see for themselves that the legend of Peabody's tomb in the glass coffin was real. As far as we could tell, and we've done a great deal of research, as with most legends, it was based on a couple kernels of fact that got pushed together, twisted around, and exaggerated. (laughs) Rice said there's nobody buried anywhere on the grounds today, but that doesn't make for good stories. Instead, the good stories have led the Forest Preserve District of DuPage County in association with First Folio Theater to present "Searching for Peabody's Tomb," written by Chrissy Hillworth.
1: The now, interactive- I just, I just yes. want to say something real quick. Is it Peabody or Peabody?
0: Well, I totally that d- thought it was that Peabody. Depends on your point of view, <laughs> I guess.
1: Ah, okay, gotcha. All
0: right. I, I, I usually say Peabody, like Peabody. Mr. Peabody, Mr. Peabody from the cartoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But cool. it could be Peabody, like pee on someone's body kind of thing. Um, <laughs> the interactive experience takes audiences from room to room as they encounter the spirits of Peabody's family, the mansion, Ooh. staff, and the specters of the Franciscan monks who inhabited the mansion. There's no blood. There's no screaming. there's no, no There's nobody jumping out at you. So it's not a haunted house in the way that most haunted houses are, he said. It's more of an eerie, creepy, atmospheric experience. Cool. Uh, Just for background, Peabody was a coal millionaire who built the 39-room mansion in 1921, but it was his death on the property that spurred a whirlwind of legends and stories around the campfire. The legend of Peabody's tomb in Mays Lake Estate being haunted is something that goes back well over 50 years. Peabody did die on the property in a fox hunt back in 1922 from what was an apparent heart attack. At one point, mm-hmm. Rice said he was buried on the grounds at the Maze Lake Peasbuddy Estate. However, his body was reinterred into the Queen of, Hem- heaven, but, uh, Queen <laughs> of heaven Cemetery. Mm-hmm. At the same time, there was a saint relic in the church that used to be on the Maze Lake property containing a mummified corpse of a martyred baby named oh. Baby Innocent that was in a glass coffin tucked away in a portion of the church. That does not sound normal.
1: Aw, oh, baby.
0: Yeah. As best we can tell, what happened, of course, was that the story of the little saint's relic baby in the glass coffin got confused with the story of Mr. Peabody being buried on the grounds underneath the chapel and it turned into Mr. Peabody in a glass coffin with a lead pipe. Uh, yeah. Inside cool. The now, <laughs> the legend eventually grew to where Peabody's ghost was haunting the property, Of course, anytime you have a big old mansion, there has to be a story about ghosts, right, Seth? Okay, and that's Mm -hmm. the end of the article, but I would like to interject. Uh, I worked for Commonwealth Edison back in 1979 for a few short months, and, uh, I believe I relayed this story before, but I'll just Mm -hmm. go over it. Now, Peabody's tomb is just west of Route 83, just south of uh, Route 31, okay, in Oakbrook. And, uh, I went there with uh, an older, more seasoned meter reader to read the meter in there. This is when the Franciscan monks were there. Mm -hmm. And they were leaving the retreat to go on a retreat or something like that. And there was nobody Mm -hmm. there. And we we had to walk into this huge mansion. And it was like down to the lower level of it, which (laughs) is like a gigantic hallway. I mean, Mm -hmm. it seemed like it went on for blocks. And uh, right in the middle of it, there was this room where the water meter was or excuse me the electric meter was and uh we went in there to read it and while we were in there we could hear noises from far away Uh, it sounded like (laughs) doors slamming and chains uh coming our way like
1: (sighs) yeah yeah you did talk about this in the uh, paranormal encounters one yes (laughs) I, go listen now, to that, people. If you haven't heard it yet, go go listen to that episode.
0: Yeah, it's a treat. I was like 19 years old in the best shape of my life, but I could I could run like the wind blows. <laughs> the guy that was with me was like a chubbier older guy. Uh, me he might be 45 years old or whatever. There's no way he could keep up with me under normal circumstances running. But mm-hmm. when we started running down this hallway to get the hell out of there, he blew by me. Like, <laughs> like a vet going by a Volkswagen.
1: That's uh, this? I'm out of here. Uh,
0: oh, yeah. <laughs> I barely, uh, you know, got out of there in time to get in the car before he just peeled out and left me there. But anyways, that's my story about Peabody's tomb. I'm right was- with you, Mandy.
1: Thanks, Hugh. That was excellent. I enjoyed it thoroughly. All right. So for our next haunted location... Now, I'll be honest, this one I have not heard of before until I read up on it. It's an interesting one, though. And that is of the Old Stone Cottage Pizzeria, which is located in Elmhurst, Illinois. So this uh, information was taken from the Shadowlands.net. And I'm going to read to you what they have to say about the Old Stone Cottage Pizzeria haunting. All right. So verbatim here. Maybe not. Possibly. Verbatim. At one time it was also called spazzo speakeasy originally it was lovely stone manor directions to follow the story it is said that long ago the woman that owned it hung herself in the attic which has been converted to the office storage space for whatever business inhabits the building the small basement has been used as a liquor storage room the building has several dining areas with fireplaces in each one that have been converted to gas employees of then spazzo speakeasy were almost asphyxiated by gas fumes when setting up before opening one day everyone began to get sick and it was later discovered that the gas for the fireplaces had been turned on but not lit great people were just gagging on gas fumes yeah yeah Yeah. for years employees have complained that the pole chain light switch at the top of the basement stairs gets pulled and the light goes out forcing you to either try maneuvering the stairs in the dark or leave the lower light on. If you walk up the stairs and turn it on and go back down to finish what you are doing, the light chain gets pulled and the light goes out. Uh, As if if basements aren't creepy enough, they gotta do that crap.
0: Yeah. All right. (laughs) Ghost with a sense of humor.
1: Yeah, dick. (laughs) There are secret panels and rooms behind the walls that very few people are aware of. Their purpose is unknown at this time. One in particular is between the front entranceway and the kitchen, along the wall to the left. The bar area is particularly active, and things disappear and reappear, such as a corkscrew that disappeared. Just a random corkscrew got taken for no apparent reason, apparently. (laughs) Mm. After exhaustive searching, the manager went out and purchased another one. A few hours later, the missing corkscrew was simply sitting out in plain sight on the bar in the open. He might have just been, uh, you know, a little out of it and forgot where he had put that corkscrew. But, you know, who knows? Who knows? The ghost has even been called Mrs. Murphy, although it is not known if that was or is the true name and is more like a trickster than a specter. Just an odd note, a Halloween party was held in the year of 1989. Then it was called Spazzo Speakeasy. A raffle was given for door prizes and the first ticket drawn was number 0666 ooh <laughs> no one held that ticket and it was not in sequence with the roll of the tickets being used most and all businesses in this building have failed it is and was near the corner of North Avenue and Route 30 or sorry route 83 if you start out at the intersection of North and York travel toward Route 83 it is on the right side one business from the corner a Pepper's waterbed store used to be the business just past it. It is within visual distance of the Golden Pheasant Restaurant. I don't know where that is. Which is across 83 and on the left.
0: Yeah, the Golden the, Pheasant is on the uh, southwest corner of 83 and North Avenue. Uh,
1: I'm, I'm not too familiar with Elmhurst, to be honest with you. I, I don't go there too often. <laughs> yeah. um, I know it's a suburb of Chicago, but I've...
0: I, I can't tell you this important tidbit. Yes. You'll probably read later in there, but uh, some update or something. It actually yeah. got torn down. Uh, Stone mm-hmm. cottage pub, that got torn down in like, I think 2007 or something like that. Maybe it was 2010, mm-hmm. somewhere around there. I don't know.
1: So not too but, long ago.
0: Right. A very creepy place. Yeah, yeah. been there. Been uh, there, been there.
1: Nice. (laughs) So for their little update at the bottom of the article here, it says on December 2005, there was a correction slash update made to this article. And that update is the Stone Cottage Pizzeria building in Elmhurst is still there. It had been converted to a relatively popular bar and grill. That business on Westbound North Avenue has failed. There is a sign on it saying scheduled for commercial redevelopment. Parking availability cannot be blamed for its closing. The Golden Pheasant restaurant mentioned in the same spot, on the eastbound side of North Avenue, still flourishes with the same amount of space. North Avenue and Route 83 is reported to be the busiest intersection in the state. Cool. March 2007 update. It is being torn down with two next door establishments and will probably be used for a mini strip mall or something like that. October 2007 update. It has been demolished. <laughs> yes. That's the end quote of the article. Yeah. October 2007 is when it was officially torn down, just completely demolished. So, go there on. you go. There you go, everybody. That's your little uh, history recap for the Old Stone Cottage Pizzeria located yes. in Elmhurst, Illinois. Very it cool. It was
0: creepy. Very creepy. That's all it I sounds
1: creepy. It's got a, it a lot of stuff going on for it.
0: <laughs> all righty then. On to the next. Yes. Now. <laughs> This is a relatively famous one that I'm about to read, as is the one Mandy's going to read following. Uh, Mm -hmm. This one's about Resurrection Cemetery. Yay! the ever-famous Resurrection Mary, Chicago's Mm -hmm. most famous ghost. They say her spirit dances past the cemetery at night, dressed entirely in white just outside of chicago archer avenue leads motorists past resurrection cemetery the final resting spot of a young woman killed in the 1930s many believe the same young woman mysteriously returns from the cemetery night after night dancing and hitchhiking her way back down archer avenue of all chicago's ghost stories this one has been told and retold for over 80 years resurrection mary as she is called was reportedly first sighted in 1939 when a man named Jerry Palace met a beautiful young blonde woman in a white dress at a local dance hall. After dancing together all night, Jerry offered the beautiful stranger a ride home. She directed him down Archer Avenue, stopping in front of Resurrection Cemetery, where she vanished before reaching the front gates. Ugh. Decades later, tales of encounters with Resurrection Mary continued to surface. One of the most prominent sightings of the spirit was reported in the suburban trip, in 1979, reporter Bill Geist interviewed a man named Ralph for a <laughs> article aptly titled "Cryptic Writer Leaves Taxi Driver with the Willies." The taxi willies. driver. requested <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if that means like craps in his pants or what. Uh, the tiger, dri- <laughs> tiger driver. The taxi driver requested that his last name not be uh, used, although he stuck by his chilling story. He didn't want people to think he was crazy.
1: Ralph
0: explained that he had picked up a strange (laughs) young woman in a white dress one evening who had directed him down Archer Avenue. She was mostly silent, except to remark that the snows had come early this year. When she abruptly requested that he stop in front of Resurrection Cemetery, Ralph slammed on the brakes. (laughs) He looked away for only a moment when something happened that made his blood run cold. When I turned, she was gone, vanished, and the door never opened. May the good Lord strike me dead, it never opened. Freaky. Yeah, that's the story of Ralph. (laughs) Throughout the years, dozens of other men came forward with eerily similar stories. They all involved an attractive blonde wearing a white party dress who would dance and ultimately disappear near the cemetery. Some claimed to see her walking down the road, sometimes even jumping into oncoming traffic. Others Great. would say that they stopped to give the girl a ride, and in traditional vanishing hitchhiker form, the white-clad woman would disappear as they neared Resurrection Cemetery. Sometimes after she got out of the car, and sometimes as the driver walked around the passenger side to open her door.
1: Hmm, nice.
0: Yeah. Stories of the girl behind the ghost varied. The most prominent is that Mary, as she came to be called, was out one evening with a boyfriend dancing at the O. Henry Ballroom, now known as the Willowbrook Ballroom. They got into a spat and unable to stand his company any longer, the young woman stormed out of the ballroom to walk home alone. Not long after departing the dance hall, Mary was struck by a car. The driver fled the scene, leaving her for dead. Mary's parents later found her body. They dressed her in a white gown and dancing shoes and buried her at Resurrection Cemetery. The young woman's spirit then rose from the grave, wandering the cemetery grounds and haunting her favorite dancing places. Unlike other reported ghosts, it seems that this spirit does not hide from human contact. Rather, she seeks it out. The story of Resurrection Mary's Death explains another type of strange encounter that people have had with her spirit. Several people traveling down Archer Avenue have made distressed phone calls to police claiming to have discovered a young woman's body on the side of the road, seemingly abandoned after uh, a hit-and-run accident. When officers respond to the scene, the body seemed to vanish. The only sign left was a dent in the grass in the shape of a human body. This article goes on for good ways. It's on thelineup.com. There's Mm the hyphens, and I'm not going to spell it out for you. Um,
1: (laughs) We'll leave it in the box. Everybody can go click on it if they choose to.
0: I have been in this area many times. A good friend of mine lives right near the cemetery. Um, Along the backside of the cemetery is Roberts Road. You Mm. don't want to go down that road if you can help it. It's as creepy as anything. I, I can't say I've ever been in a creepier place than Roberts Road, summer night. Uh, you just don't want to go down there. And that kind of like borders along the eastern edge of the cemetery. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Archer being on the other side. But uh, there's been weird stories about her. Sometimes people see her gallivanting down the uh, the road along uh, Harlem Avenue even, mm-hmm. which kind of is- parallel to the north uh, it's north of it kind of runs east and west there and uh, the one time I, I heard a story read a story the ghost didn't have a face it's just
1: uh, those yeah. are the worst yeah, yeah. So, so creepy that, it, you
0: know you hear something like that and you know all you, all you can think about is that's it you want to out.
1: total pant crapping action <laughs> one last thing
0: about <laughs> one last thing about resurrection cemetery uh my father in law used to work for Commonwealth Edison, much like myself way back when. Mm-hmm. And he told me a story about one time there was a powder, power outage to that entire area. The whole Ugh. area was out. Except for the mausoleum at Ugh. Resurrection Cemetery. And he thought it was physically impossible <laughs> for that place to still have power when everything else was out. And right. he said nobody would go in there. <laughs> not even him.
1: That's like nobody, total, yeah, yeah, Nobody
0: was going in there to investigate. Not the cops, not nobody. So, I guess that just nope. tells you what a creepy-ass place the whole thing is.
1: Yeah, it's got total creep factor going on. That's a good one. Okay, oh, yeah. we, we've included a lot of good ones on this list, but that might be one of the best. If you're ever in the Chicagoland area, definitely visit Resurrection Cemetery because there's just so much rich history behind it, not to mention so many... Like actual real life claims, people have claimed to witness this ghost. And it's like it kind of makes you want to go there just to see if you'll meet her. You know, I want to meet this attractive uh, ghost and just. For well, you ashes. know,
0: the cemetery's got those big like wrought <laughs> iron gates. You know.
1: Ah, uh, uh, yeah.
0: Other stories of her running towards the gates in the middle of the night, and then just mm-hmm. as she's just about to get to the the gate itself, she just kind of disappears, like she uh, ran through. You know, it's uh, <laughs> important people. You know, credible people have seen this. So, yeah. It's it's not some nutso story.
1: Right. It's a cool one, though. It's a definitely, and yeah, it's definitely a popular one. People, if you haven't heard about it, now you've heard about it. It's a good one.
0: <laughs> yeah, you'll betcha.
1: So, all right, moving on to the last one, number four. It's also a very well known one. Uh, if you haven't heard of it, I don't know what's wrong with you. I'm sorry. <laughs> and that is the notorious St. Valentine's Day Massacre. And this was located in Chicago, Illinois, and it has a very well-known character in it, Mr. L. Capone. So this uh, information was taken from hauntedhouses.com, and it's kind of got the information split up throughout the article. So I'm going to read bits and pieces of it to give you kind of the back history and then the hauntings and all that good stuff. So basically, paranormal overview that's mentioned in this hauntedhouses.com article spirits of men who were butchered are still trying to work through their ghastly deaths second bullet point profound negative energy has done its damage as well so that's basically the overview of what we're gonna go over in this article all right after the bloody killing of seven of the moran gang the garage became an unofficial memorial and the brick wall where the seven were executed was riddled with machine gun bullets oh thank you that was a good cue Ah! Ah!
0: Ah! Ah! Ah!
1: you're 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 giving us a real live uh, spectacle here he it's great
0: yeah. all right I like that be- a little look back in
1: time <laughs> it became a popular tourist attraction for a time 20 years later in 1949 the front half of the garage was converted into an antique furniture storage business by people new to chicago and didn't know what had happened there great just some newbies come to town and have no idea about the history of a place and just buy it and (laughs) wonder why they can't make a good business so
0: i'm turning it into a bed and breakfast
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh all right uh unfortunately more tourists than customers came and they eventually gave up and moved on in 1967 the old building was torn down but the infamous wall of bricks was saved and used in another nightclub Built into a wall of the men's restroom Other bricks were smuggled out By workmen tearing down the building So that's uh, A little bit Let me uh, continue on here See the full story <laughs> This thing keeps going All right. So I wanted to also include Uh some more information on this So the exact address According to this article Is 2212 North Clark Street Chicago, Illinois That's where the St. Valentine's Day massacre occurred And on February 14th, 1929 The SMC Cartage Company A red brick building and garage Stood at this North Clark Street On the north side of Chicago The garage was also used as a warehouse for illegal black market liquor for the Northside Bugs Moran gang, a mob of thugs who were in direct competition with Al Capone's gang on selling illicit bootleg booze to a very thirsty Chicago population during the Prohibition years. Well, we gotta be happy somehow. Give give the people their liquor, damn it.
0: Give them what they want.
1: (laughs) Basically, what happened is it was a bloodbath. So now it is said that this place is notoriously haunted. And apparently no business will flourish in this location due to, you know, some people think it's paranormal. Some people just think it's the history behind it. Nobody really wants to have a business there. But, yeah, I mean, we all know who Al Capone is. If you don't, he was a notoriously big, big mob boss here in Chicago back in the early 1900s. And, yeah.
0: Yeah, I think (laughs) most people know he was the biggest and the baddest. Back in the yeah. prohibition days, you know.
1: Yeah, he was he doesn't like his competition, so he took him out and yeah. hence the giant bloodbath, hence the hauntings. It has a section called Manifestations where it talks about like certain uh, paranormal things that happen In this location So it says the location of this brutal mass killing Has been haunted for years The bricks are said to bring bad luck And Al Capone himself saw his reign come to an end And was haunted by an entity Until he died in Florida mm. So the very first Haunting is unusual light And mists have been reported Male voices are heard when no one else is around Ooh Sounds of screaming men and machine gun fire Are still heard by the living... Passing by this place. There you go, Hugh. Give everybody an experience of it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. Sensitive people who stand in front of the fence lawn or walk by it develop a sense of real fear, and so do animals. Mm. All right, then. Uh, Going on that note that the bricks are said to bring bad luck. Uh, The comment below that is, the theory is that the bricks soaked in all this powerful negative energy from the killings. Legend has it that after the nightclub outlived its purpose, the bricks were taken out and sold individually for a thousand bucks each. But many of the bricks that were sold were given back because the new owners suffered a rash of bad luck. So the story goes. Yeah, you shouldn't take stuff where people were slaughtered. (laughs) It's a bad omen. Others say that the bricks were never sold individually, but were kept together in a packed box, numbered with a diagram as to how to put the wall back together, with the hopes that a single buyer would buy the whole wall of bricks. It never sold, not yet, anyway. And then the last little tidbit here, it says, Capone himself got his just desserts. Unfortunately for Al Capone, consequences resulted as as a result of this planned massacre carried out by hired gunmen people were repulsed by this bloody mass killing and a lot of po- a lot of political pressure resulted in a nailing Capone for tax evasion landing him in prison sentenced to 11 years of hard time winding up on the rock Alcatraz though he only stayed in until 1939 he didn't always have both oars in the water which forced him into retirement mm-hmm. okay <laughs> um The entity of Moran's brother-in-law, James Clark, immediately started to haunt Capone, who was living in his Florida house at the time of the massacres. He tried to send the entity to the other side via a medium in 1931, but it didn't work. After Capone, broken in spirit and mind, returned to Florida after being released from prison, the entity reappeared and haunted Al Capone until he died. And lastly, Al Capone was buried at Mount Carmel Cemetery. It is said that he sometimes appears to the disrespectful visitors who come to visit his family's plot. So, okay, so this article not only includes hauntings of that location, but also includes apparently a spirit of one of the people that he killed, or hired to kill, uh, Mm. of his rival. Apparently it follows him around to his Florida home and haunts him until the day he dies. And now apparently he's haunting people, so it's a never-ending vicious cycle of haunting.
0: So thanks to a
1: bloody massacre.
0: Uh, yeah, I would put that right up there with Resurrection for creepy factor. It's, yeah, uh, yeah, oh yeah, it's right there. Cool. You know when you know when you're going by, it, they got like a big black water tower with a mm-hmm. big white cross on it. Uh, yeah, you know where it it it, it's right by Wolf Road, <laughs> Wolf Road and uh, Roosevelt Road. Uh, okay. I'm not sure, what town that is at that point, but
1: is that Brookfield? wolf road or uh
0: oh right where roosevelt road is i'm not sure if that's what it's it going
1: towards brookfield it's going towards that brookfield area Brookfield
0: would be further south for sure but oak brook uh, i think <laughs> so.
1: people who aren't from illinois let alone the u.s have no idea what we're talking about <laughs> right <laughs> these streets mean nothing to us get to the point yeah but They're trying never- to decide yeah they don't give a shit. <laughs> They just care about the hauntings, which, yeah, Yeah. that's why we're here too. But anyways, that aside, there's four more for you. Four more hauntings from Illinois. Obviously, Illinois has a giant, you know, library full of hauntings that we're going to keep expanding on for you because it is fun, especially since it's from our, our home state. So anyways, thanks for tuning in, everyone, and we will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.
0: Hey, Oddballs, it's Courtney and Jensen, and we're the host of It's an Odd World After All, the podcast. Every week we bring you a new topic, whether it's paranormal, true crime, or just the random odd life events. We also read the stories you send us every episode. So check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can check
1: us out on Facebook or Instagram, or visit our website, oddworldafterall.com for more. And well, it's, it's an, an odd world after all. After all. Hey there, listeners, is a busy schedule, countless work hours, or just life in general getting in the way of a good read? Well, we've got something special for you. Thanks to our sponsor and partner, Audible, all of you can get a free, yes, that's right, free audiobook if you sign up for Audible's monthly audiobook subscription and use our link in the description box below or visit http colon double forward slash, www.audibletrial.com Depth of Darkness. You'll not only have access to thousands of amazing audiobooks at an insanely good price, but you'll also be supporting our podcast. It's a win-win for everybody. And if you decide to discontinue the monthly subscription, it's no hassle at all. Audible even lets you keep your free audiobook and other books you have in your library. How awesome is that? So head on over to Audible by clicking the link below and get yourself started off with a free audiobook today.